This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut. Every Thursday, you'll be chilling with me and my guest, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. So sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chills with TFC. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I budget lah, but I don't budget like traditionally. You know, like people have you know, like you are bougie on the budget lah. Very la. yeah, bougie they, they on got the a budget. series on their TikTok, rice rice media TikTok. Bougie, bougie, on, the bougie on the budget, and then you see this like Gen Z like like mm. down there like you know that kind. Yeah. Of <laughs> so one of the best tips from the bougie on the budget thing, right, is uh eat before you come out to a French restaurant. Then you can, <laughs> yeah. Then you can just enjoy the wine. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC, where we sit down with geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and today we have friends on the show. You're probably not unfamiliar with them. They are the Yalla Bud guys, okay, but they're on the show today because uh, they want to talk about their financial qualms, right? <laughs> life is very hard. And if you didn't know, they have the Hook Saga, right? Essentially, they owe a lot of money because of this whole project with Hook, which ended up getting liquidated and all that jazz. And it's going viral once again because Zad from Rice Media decided to write an article and it's taking the internet by storm. So today we sit down with all of them to talk a little bit about how they do money and what is really going on with their financial health. I hope you learned something useful, but actually if not, right, at least just have fun, right? Stay relevant. What is happening on the internet? This is Chill Swift TFC. Okay, welcome back to the Financial Coconut Podcast. Uh, this is today is a very special episode, right? Because I feel like today's episode I don't need to do a lot of work. <laughs> Why? Yes, uh? Because there's a lot of people that can talk today, right? Like I don't need to do a lot of hard work. But uh, yeah, introduce yourself, guys. Like, uh, what do you do for people that don't know you yet? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm Terence, uh, one half of the podcasting duo Yalabat, uh, also Ministry of Funny, where we... we Wait, Ministry of Funny still exists? It still exists, ah, yeah. So it's, okay, okay. We produce oh, videos. Yeah, it's going to exist forever. Film, TV, more visual stuff, Ministry of Funny, comedy, you know. Uh, Yalabat is a podcast where we talk about current affairs with a dose of comedy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, overall, the main theme is we use comedy to talk about tough topics. We made a TV show about terrorism. Our podcast talks about topics that you don't normally see in mainstream media. And we try and always look at different perspectives. That's why it's called Yala Bat. And what's your name? Sorry. Oh, my name is Harish. Of course, of course. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, Yala Bat guys, you guys know them. They're very famous. And you learn what you hear. 
So, no, come on. Just stumble down the stairs. Yeah, the just open the door. You want to come in, right? You want to come in. Yeah, it's so difficult to get my booking, you know, as Beyonce. My name is Zat and I'm the head of content for Rice Media. Do I need to explain what Rice Media is? Don't need. Rice Media is, okay, exactly. But do you have like a tagline or something? Yeah, do you have a thing? I think my tagline differs depending on who I talk to. Okay. Yeah, so if somebody was to ask me like what does Rice media publish right? I would just say cultural social political stories that are objective and balanced mm. yeah. wow. objective is a big word yeah the objective and balanced part is very hard mm. more for most people lah, right mm. but do you consider yourselves alternative media or very uh, it's very difficult to say because uh. people call us alternative media so alternative whether we want to say whether we want to accept that or not right it's not it's out of our hands really but whether, you wear it as a badge of honor like yo I'm alternative but man. in some ways we are <laughs> I mean, yeah, in some ways, we are alternative, right? Yeah, like, underground. You know, yeah, yeah. underground, bro. We, we, we talk about things that people don't know, don't even know exist, mm, yeah, right? And then we just bring it up. It's true. Uh, but if it is something that people know exists, then we take a different and fresh spin to mm. it. Uh, maybe, Isa, you share with us a little bit about like your podcasting journey, right? Because today, the tagline is going to be like, podcasters don't make money, we buy now, pay later, right? So but that's my, the tagline. But my Yes. Give me my previous mm. podcasting journey. Yeah, previous. Share with us. If not, you why you validate why you here, right? Oh. right? Yeah. Share with us a little bit of your podcast. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, all that. Mm. Oh, that's why you called me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My podcast journey, right, was mm. brief, right? But it was, I think I did it in 2018, back when it was still very nascent. Mm. So uh Singaporeans were not very aware of like podcasts. Uh there was still there still isn't like popular podcasts like okay, let's go, all these things, right? Don't have misogynistic podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, don't no, it's have, okay, right? It can go viral and then uh, we can get them on. I love yeah. to talk to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have sensitive, <laughs> sensitive topics and things mm. like that. Lah. So in 2018, I, I started this company uh, with my best friends called uh, SG Narratives. So I've always wanted to do like podcasts and talk to like, uh, I call them the luminaries of thoughts of, <laughs> of Singapore. La. Why you laugh? Luminaries. Laugh so loud some more. <laughs> so I interviewed, I spoke to like bookshop owners, poets, uh, dramaturgs, theatre practitioners. Uh, yeah. Okay, we finish it. <laughs> Can feel the judgment or not? Oh, yeah, I do, I do. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but, but, but I completely understand because yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point in time, my role model, right, was Crystal Tippett mm. of On Being, mm-hmm. right, with her dulcet tones So one of the podcasts that really that really uh, influenced how I look at podcasts, right, was Crystal Tippett's uh, interview with a sonic uh, acoustic engineer who mm. was looking for the quietest place in America. Oh, yeah. Wait, so, so where is it? He's in the mm. middle of the forest. Then because he is an acoustician, right? So he recorded all the sound of the forest. Then you can hear it like in the in the podcast, right? You can actually hear the birds and the forest and the trees rustling. Mm-hmm. Those really make me feel like, oh my God. But for me, when I did my podcast at that time, it was called SGN Discuss. So uh, we were supposed to discuss things. Uh. Of course, when, mm. the, when the interviewees came in, right? The first thing they asked me is, what do you want to discuss? Then I'll, then I'll ask them, for instance, with Theophy, Theophilus Quack, who's a poet, my, my co-host, uh, I see that my host uh, asked me, asked him questions about poetry. Uh, when we spoke to Cyril Wong, we, uh, we spoke about uh, loss, mm. about separation, about growing up as a queer kid, things like that. And yeah, it was just something really fun for me to do when I spoke mm. To Onyata Effendi, who's now a batik shop owner, right? Uh, I remember the question, the, the one question I asked her that really stumped her, right, was, do you think that you would have been this successful uh, if you had not attended all these illustrious schools? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Zad! 
You cannot ask me like that, Zan. So I think, difficult. I, I think till date, everyone reacts like that to you. Yeah. Right? Your questions are like that. Yeah, but then yeah. my question is not malicious, no. My question mm. is just, you know, you need to get to the heart of it. Lah. That's 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 like that's how journalism works, right? Mm. And that's essentially that's that that was what I did with my podcast. Ah. Mm. Mm. I think it was only 20 episodes, but each episode was like around 48 minutes long. Mm. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Because I love music, right? So when I put the music to it, especially when there's poets, mm. so I'll get the poets <laughs> to recite their their, their own poems. Right, then I will time it with the music so that the uh, moment it ends, right, the music also ends. Uh, <laughs> Which is what I did with Tiofi, with uh, Cyril, with Amanda. Then why did you stop? I think I stopped because uh, there was we, no money we, to be we made. Didn't, right, that's just... Yeah, that, that, I think that it, that was one of it because we needed to move on to other things, right? Mm. Because that thing itself was not uh, sustainable, and mm. it does take a lot of time for mm. me, but, la. But your purpose in it was to highlight people in the in the literary space. Uh, not just not just the literary space. It can also be people who have very good sense of grounding. You know, they're like they're very grounded about about who they are. They know what they are. They know what they can do. Uh, and they are very sure of themselves. Mm. So that's that's who I get. Who, mm. That's who I get on. Uh. So for instance, I, I I spoke to the bookshop owner, the one that you like. Uh, Books actually. No. Um, so I interviewed the bookstore owner. He's really passionate about reading. How he started all these things, right? And then my la- my my last question to him was, "Do you do your children read?" That's mm. it. Just a simple do your children read. Then he paused. Hey, uh, I mean, my son is dyslexic. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, how does that work? Say, like, mm. you are someone who loves books. You read, you have your own bookshop, but your son is dyslexic. Mm. Yeah, then he actually paused for a very long time as he like digested that. Those are the moments that I want. Yeah. That silence, you know, those those are the things that I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. If, so that is my brief uh, podcast journey. If only there was TikTok already, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And then and yeah, then for you sure. would have continued. Yeah, but but mm. you guys came after that, right? I came after you guys. I mean, the first iteration of our podcast was in twenty eighteen. Mm. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. We actually had a different name. It was called the Mushroom. Luckily, you changed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was. What made Why us come up? Because Ministry of Funny Moth. And then we're like, okay, this is a room. And then, you know, when you take mushrooms, uh, never say what kind of mushrooms, but you have a certain kind of... Uh, like out of the world experience, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm talking about oyster mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. And oyster <laughs> mushrooms only. So it was a mushroom. Lion's and, mane or something. Yeah. And that one, at that point in time, like I did like Joe Rogan. I think both of us, right? Mm. Both of us thought that kind of long form conversations, no cap on how long, that's what we wanted to do, lah. So it was very guest centric. Mm. And I the first ever podcast we did was with Fakafaz. Then we spoke to a friend who's in crypto and we had about eight guests. Uh, and then we realized that if it's guest centric, then it's very dependent on their availabilities and you can't have that regularity. Production is horrible, right? Yeah. The pre-work is, is so, so uh, terrible. Yeah. You see, a yeah. big headache organizing yeah, yeah, for a big headache. Here, right? You yeah. see, yeah. everyone <laughs> in, oh my goodness, drag, 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 change, change, yeah. change, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Mostly you lah. Yeah, mostly hey, no. me lah, mostly me. <laughs> come also, then yeah, one yeah, of the great coffee, 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 everything. So that was the first iteration and then we took a pause on that. And then the second iteration. Yeah, yeah. Then we we decided, okay, let's just take whatever conversations that we have every day at lunch when we meet for lunch or what. Those kopitiam conversations, bitching about, you know, politics or social political issues and all that. And we just put it on a podcast uh, and see what it, where it goes from there. So that's when we started uh, Yala But, which, I mean, the name implies, right? Like you can say Yala, 
but I have an, another opinion. So that's where we evolved it into something else. We still do guess, but uh, once in a while, once, once in a while, while. it's yeah, not, yeah. and it's only like really like you know the the best of the best like they come on our podcast. You know, like I think when you were there for the budget, oh, talking thank about you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Have to la, Have to. I, I will. I will soak that in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So but the in. reason also we chose that format is because we knew we wanted to stay in podcasting, and then mm. we looked at okay, doing guest centric, you can't have that consistency. Uh, those lunchtime conversations that Terence and I used to have because we had a bigger team back then and over lunch, we would be the ones arguing about uh, topics. Then not everyone was interested. La. <laughs> so then we realized, hey, but if it's interesting to us, maybe there's someone out there and it was a lot easier to create a podcast than a video. So we tried it. It was started off once a week mm. and we just for, at the end of 2022, we did like a, we really listened to our first few podcasts and we were awkward as f- mm. Um And, but slowly once a week and then, People started messaging us on Instagram. Then someone suggested we start a subreddit. And then we realized, oh, this is filling a gap. Because why? Why one motivation for starting this is also because you read newspapers in Singapore, every issue, you get one perspective. You read another newspaper, you get another perspective. And if it's mainstream Do media- Do you really get another perspective? Yeah, mainstream media is all the <laughs> it's same one perspective. perspective. Yeah. Mm. It's then one perspective. You go maybe some of the independent or rice or Reddit, like um, I think rice is more balanced. Mm. At least there are a few different perspectives, but everything else is like one, one, one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you sense the energy? Like, like, yeah. It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like, like, oh, oh, yeah, yep, like, yep, yep. yeah. I know, Saranghe. <laughs> yes. But then there was no one doing it with comedy, and then mm. some of our comedic heroes are like John Stewart, John mm. Oliver, and felt like in Singapore, no one's talking about it. So we just tried it on podcasting, and we realized it is a gap. Even now, I would say there's more commentary, but it's still a gap when it comes to the mainstream media. Mm. And it evolved from there. Went from once a week to twice a week. Then during the 2020 elections, it blew up. That was when we said, because uh, you know elections, the ten day period. I don't know what it's called. Is it called Hastings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hastings. Hastings yeah. yeah, but it's an official name for it, lah. Oh. It's an official name. Campaigning. Yeah. Campaigning, ah, campaigning, campaigning, campaigning. Yeah. Campaigning. That was campaigning. when you increased to what? Oh, close to every day. Every, every day, day, almost yeah. every day. Yeah, every day. It was COVID, right? So yeah. stuck at home, yeah. and we we were reading the news. We were like, hey, shit! There's no, so I much. I was consuming you guys. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, I need to be on this show. That, that <laughs> was that was the first time I think like we went like we spiked like crazy because I think people. There's so much to read and they say, okay, here are two guys trying to make jokes. Within one hour, you get just enough to know what's going on. And we did it for mm. 10 days and we peaked uh, on Spotify and we're like, oh shit, there's there's something here. Mm. Yeah. How many followers you have now actually? I think Spotify, we're about nine plus. Okay. Nine, nine plus, nine, nine thousand plus. Nice. That's the thing about the podcasting thing. It's not as simple as like YouTube where you have one number for subscribers. Because mm. mm. you have Spotify followers, you have Apple. So we don't actually track that very actively. Mm. Do you all? Yeah, we do. Yeah, super yeah. actively yeah. not active uh, every week review uh. oh, yeah. it's quite, 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 quite active right quite active right yeah, that's active yeah, so yeah, what, what's, yeah. your, what's your number With what? wow, sharing numbers so yeah, that's so brave so go ahead, go ahead. Oh it's, my like, God, yeah. it's like the podcast equivalent of like how much you bench bro yeah yeah so <laughs> I think we bench? have Spotify we have like what 16,000 followers oh. for the main show yeah mm. yeah Apple maybe like any five or something oh okay. but that's the interesting thing about podcasts is that you, you sort of find your own little area yes 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 it may not cross on Mm. Cross, you know, cross, yeah. So numbers, they're not like YouTube where Tian Hao oh, has 300,000 mm, views mm, mm, and then NOC has this many views and then you know that they are fighting every week to be mm, the mm, trending video and all that. Yeah, Whereas yeah. podcast is like you sort of exist in your own space, you serve your own audience, you let your audience, you know, help you grow and and, and they're very supportive. Uh, they're much more uh, sticky. They stick yeah. around for your personality, that's for your, your so. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. why I heard so. Compared yeah. to YouTube. And, and we come from the space that we spend 
many years doing YouTube. Yeah. So yeah. we really feel that difference. And we tell people like it's night and day, like the, the kind of engagement you get on podcast versus uh, YouTube video. Yeah. Nice, and nice. I mean, even YouTube videos when like the first part we used to start with like me talking to the camera a bit and sometimes I would go a bit longer and then Terrence would be like, shut the f*** up, no one cares. Let's just go straight to the video. Which is true. La. On YouTube, you have to almost like, you have to get yeah, to the yeah. meat like fast. Mm. Whereas podcasting is like- give it 30 seconds to capture the essence. Yeah, exactly. Right? Podcasting, yeah. there's room to breathe, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Hello, like how what, are you? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> like what, you, what Zat said earlier about the, even the pause, it is- Part of the it's whole part of conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the conversation. Yeah, the space is beautiful. Yeah. You know, like what video you must cut until like tight, really tight. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. But are you guys then, you know, making an income or making money out of podcasting? Um, yeah. I mean, right now, not like uh to the point where we can give up everything else we do. Uh it's mainly through branded partnerships and pre-roll ads and commission podcasts. And some speaking engagements here and there. Who yeah. chose you to speak? For what? Uh, yeah, like uh, <laughs> like strong. Why jealous is it? Reggie, jealous. The financial coconut. You mean we're not being paid for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Reggie, quick! What the hell? Under the table, everyone. Who chose you to speak? Uh, like like there was one poly conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's, hey, I also opened for speaking engagement. Then you must my ask for stipend, here. dude. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No money. I I'm not interested in exposure. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it helps that we also have the YouTube background. So oh. they see us as podcasters now. Oh whoa! So but, you're drawing line here. Yeah? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're okay. better than you, so, la, Basically, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> sensei, 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 sensei. No, no wait, but they pay you to go and speak at the school. Uh, have so they have they consumed your podcast, not? No, so like for the <laughs> primary school, secondary school, those sort of talks, that one no la. But uh, for certain like uh like corporations or so la, right? Oh yeah, yeah, correct. We've we've gone to corporations to talk about uh content creation or using your content to engage yeah. uh groups of young people. Yeah. Uh, and I think we we because of our YouTube background also we can talk about a wider range of content uh, beyond just uh audio as well. Yeah. So so in that sense, I, I won't say that speaking engagements, they're almost more like coaching coaching and workshops things, uh, and workshops and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing that we realized from monetizing through podcasts, which is not easy, mm. um, we have actually started a site service right now. Yeah. So it's yeah. called Folklory. And and what we realized through having long form conversations, like there's some beauty in long form conversations that you cannot get in in like text and even short form videos, mm. right? And during COVID, when people were all distance, we were like, we're doing these remote interviews with people and there's a certain kind of nice bond there. La. If people are distance, what if we help record conversations with your loved ones who you can't see face to face? So I just tried recording something with my mom. I was like, okay, can you sit down for 30 minutes? I asked her what's it like being 70, you know? And it was quite special. So then we were talking, we said, okay, let's try it. Uh, for our audience and we got a f- uh, like five beta testers to just uh, record conversations about what they feel about their daughter or their parent and they all found it super special uh. they were like oh how much would you pay for this we did some surveys then we started charging and now over the past nine months where we made an active push we have sold 77 folklories to 31 customers over 12 countries um, oh. and it can be anything ranging from us wanting to talk to their 82 year old dad who's having the onset of dementia so that they can capture his stories for their unborn children Oh my. Yeah. And it's like asking their, their dad to talk about their mom and their mom to talk about their dad for their 50th anniversary. Mm. And like Terrence and I have been doing the conversations and it's just amazing how 
people are so open. We do it audio only, so you don't even see face to face. Because we realize with camera, people can be a little self-conscious. Mm. Not and a we, little. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's different. different. Once right? the camera is on, the whole thing yeah. is different. And, and we found like, oh shit, there's, there's, so far customer feedback has been great. And I mean, we can even offer a promo code for the Financial Coconut You should, business. you should. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. So, so the website is folklory.com. The name folklory because essentially we are capturing the folklore of a person, right? Mm. So folklory. How do you spell it? F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y. Okay. Uh, so L-O-R-Y. Yeah, and okay. the domain was available also. Okay. So folklory.com. Uh, we have examples on our website. We have real life full folklories that our customers have given us the consent to launch. And we can offer 25% off. Uh, wow. What's a promo code yeah. that, that you 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 like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rice legit, 25, legit. coconut 25. Yes. We'll put it in the show notes and whatnot. Yes, put it, put it in the show notes. Yes. We'll keep it open. Producer for, must know. Mm. We put it in the yeah, show yeah, notes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. So for a month from when this comes out, yeah, we can we can uh, do, do you it. just hijack my scheduling? <laughs> <laughs> For a month, I said, control yourself, right? But it, it will go out. It will go out. Okay, yes, okay, it will okay. go out. But yes, Terrence, yes. did I miss anything from your mm. experience talking, having all these conversations? Or? No, it's just basically like a time capsule that you can, you know, buy for, of your loved ones. Yeah, that sounds cute. And really. just keep forever. Share sounds forever with cute. your children, your grandfather's voice, save it for your children uh, and, and all that. Lah. So that's, it's really, uh, yeah, it's something born from things like this, law, just yeah. talking like this. Then we realize people don't talk like this anymore. Yeah. We text, we Instagram stories, we do all that, but no more long form conversations, no more sitting there playing games and talking or even on the phone, just mm. talking shit about the day. And all that is lost and we're trying to bring that back a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And audio is a space like the listenership the consumption habits, Singapore is increasing. It's still like a minority of people who listen. I think even the world, the West, it has, it has blown up. And just like most things, if it blows up in the West, it will eventually come to the East. Mm. Um, so our goal it's also huge is... in China also. Yeah, Taiwan, China. Taiwan yeah. is big with podcasts. Yeah. It's just, they just use a different medium altogether. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and oh, did I just put Thai, China, Taiwan together? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> don't, need to, don't need to catch me on that. I said, your own position is up to you. And I mean, what excites us about the idea is also because we do it remote, because we do audio, the interviews can come from anywhere in the world. So we want to build up like a network of people who speak different languages, who specialize in different topics and then we just pair them up, handle the post-production. And so that's a big focus for us now. Mm. So we are super bullish about the audio space. So monetization through podcasts, but not particularly through pre-roll ads or anything. It's through the site service. Then our podcast becomes a marketing vehicle. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So uh, is your income yeah. then stable in that sense? Like, are you making stable or is it still like production? Are you know, saying like the podcast specific income? Overall. No, like overall, like oh, overall income, uh, I think we, we still do a lot of uh, TV production. Mm. We're still uh, producing, still writing. still there to do TV production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a very traumatic experience after releasing our first TV production mm. on a regional network. Uh, and, and it's no secret. Like, I mean, we've talked about it a lot in on our podcast and all about uh, when when uh, we were doing it on this platform called Hook. 
and that was our first TV production. It was about, uh, she is called She's a Terrorist and I love her. And it was really like, like something that we're really proud of like, when we finished producing it. Um, then we released it on the platform and a month later, the platform liquidated. Mm. Basically leaving the project, leaving the payments and everything hanging. And so that was a very traumatic experience for us that we had to live through the last couple of years. Because it was COVID. two weeks before lockdown in Singapore. Mm. Mm. So the industry got hit. Our business already got hit because yeah. we couldn't make TV shows and videos. Samo got this debt of this payment that was still outstanding. Wait, yeah. why, why do you have a debt? On, on outstanding because the contract we signed with them the last 40% was predicated uh, was due like after the final episode goes live and oh. the final episode went live in like February so we were just getting ready to invoice them for the last payment then they liquidated mm. and I remember we found out because a friend sent us an article and I was blurred as I was like, then I told Terrence okay they liquidate so what they're going to pay us right? <laughs> then he was like dude are you kidding me? Like, why? You virgin. You right? So there's a contract. How can they not pay us? So that's the larger context of, of yeah. Reggie saying, oh, yeah, you are still there to do TV production. So there was a traumatic experience. But yes, we still do TV production. We've mm. done things with uh, Media Corp since, you know, a couple of series, TV series, both in different languages like Tamil, Chinese, English. And uh, we, we are doing an um, audio narrative series with Audible. Mm. Uh, nice. you know the, the Amazon Audible uh, yeah, that yeah. got just got commissioned you guys won, won the thing right like, uh, we, like, we, like you uh, need a handful of yeah. finalists that got selected to develop it into a full series yeah, so so that is uh. happening right now yeah so we are yeah that's I would say that's a day job lah, so to speak you know mm-hmm. and a podcast is not as a, like what to your question is not like something regular that it's already launched and all that uh, but it's at the starting phases lah. Yeah. yeah, but we're excited about the potential. Yeah. yeah, of course, it would be awesome if there was one of that that is steady, you know. But everything is like four micro businesses la, that we are trying to grow, so it uh, just have to manage all that. La. Yeah, yeah, nice, uh, nice, nice. So, so income is okay, the base is stable. Uh, and then now we're just focusing and it's on not the outside. Be- and it's not because of podcasting, right? It's because of it's a mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because some months we might have more podcast brand deals. And some months when we have like uh, a lot of folklore orders, mm. some months when we get uh, the next tranche of payment for our TV show. So every month at the end, it's it's relatively stable. But then now we're just trying to keep going up and up and up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Zat, will you continue podcasting if there was money to be? I I I know for sure that with podcasting, it's very hard to get money. Yeah, mm. it is. Mm. That's it, lah. It's the reality of it, right? Let me say that again. That is the reality of it, right? Mm. I think, which is why what you do, right? I want, I want to say it's correct, but that sounds a bit like standoffish. No, it's okay. You can say correct. It's correct. You, la, you, you are know, the when you use the, house, when you okay? use the <laughs> podcast as like the channel mm. to mm. show what you can do as yeah. opposed to using the podcast as a money maker. Yeah. Mm. Aren't there successful ones like, okay, let's go and then... Yeah, but they depend on what? Sensationalism. If mm. we sit around here together, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> if, we sit, if we sit here together he and we pushed talk... You. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we sit together and talk about like uh what culture in Singapore has is is too much, right? Mm. If we talk about that, right, if we say like you know what culture is too much, like people are pushing it too much and it's no longer seen as being a very positive thing, right? a lot of people will, will come on what? Mm. Sensationalism is the thing that works in Singapore. Because Singaporeans, the mind is very simple. Mm. Oh, 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 that, I don't know. take that position. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, their, their consumption habits is so clear. Like you really need to be a special kind of like production or publication, right? For people to actually listen to you. Uh. How can I feel like that was a lead in to like, huh? to like rice? Huh? I mean, yes. Yeah. 
if it is, you know, if the show, if the if the Christian Louboutin show yeah, yeah, yeah. fits, yes, uh, yeah. But it really takes a special kind of publication to actually get people to like read long form pieces, lah, right? Mm. Like for example, my Haugang piece that I did, right? People actually sat down and read all five thousand words of it, mm. which is so fascinating to me because mm. I see people, my 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 friends tell me like, oh, you know, Zah, I uh, all of us just stop what we're doing. My whole group of friends just stop what we're doing, and then and then we just reading your story together, mm-hmm. so then we can discuss about it later, lah. You know, mm. so it, it takes it takes a special kind of person. But then, when you look at uh podcasts that are very very successful in Singapore, it's, if it's not a sensational podcast, right? It's horror story. Mm. Mm. I'm talking about sex, ah. Uh. Right. I'm talking about sex, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But but so but just going back to there's someone like okay, let's go. Them having a hour long or two hour long conversation, say with Shamugam or something like that. Uh, maybe yes, they they say, oh yeah, we're talking hey, to the law minister. Clarity, do they pay? Like minister, a few minutes, a few MP came on your show, right? Yeah. No, 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 is it a not, brand paid deal? No, 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 okay. yeah. Once you get paid, it's, it's different already. Like, I think. I, I don't yeah. think they can get paid because it's not ethical. Yeah. For ministries, for ministers Wait, to get. Wait, really? You mean the minister go on the daily catch up? They're not paid. No, I don't. No, I don't yeah. think they should no, be paid yeah. because yeah. then yeah. there's a monetary exchange. I think oh. I think where they get paid is like you know what Michelle Chong did with one video about uh Pofma. Uh, with uh, uh. Shamogam. Okay, so, so that one was clearly uh I know, like Zoe Tay, that one confirmed. That yeah. one is like so That paid. one is paid. Yeah, uh, because yeah. you look at it also, I mean, she's playing a character. Obviously, the questions are meant to put it in a good light. Mm. But I mm. think the podcast, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think so it's you're a not, paid So you're thing. not sure? For, it, for them. For us, not, okay, for okay. us, any minister that appears, okay. there's no monetary exchange. Okay. Okay. Pretty yeah, sure. Pretty sure. Like, yeah. pretty Even the people who, who arrange these things would know that there's a very, crossing a very clear ethical line yeah. if they paid for the ministers to appear. But you know why, right? This is ethically not right. <laughs> you challenging my ethics on air. Huh? Yeah. yeah, but please share. Why? Huh? It's the same as like some people will ask us, do we pay them for interviews? Mm. You know, like I will, my writers will contact people and they will ask, right, do you pay? Then I tell my writers, you cannot pay people for interviews because mm. then the interview is not pure. It's tarnished. It's not correct already because there's a monetary element to it. Mm. But last time when I go on dates, how come I must pay? <laughs> were, those, were those days successful? Because it's so painful. A lot of, a lot of them were opportunity costs. <laughs> it's so painful to hang out with you. Of course, yeah. you, of course you must pay. Right? Hey, no, no, no. But then it's not pure. It's not pure. The hey, interaction I, was no, not the pure. Thing is, the thing is, I feel very attacked now. Yeah, why? <laughs> because like that's how I monetize. Like a lot of my interviews, they come in like, oh, my, so my corporate to, sponsors, they, no, okay, they okay. sponsor, they sponsor, then they send their okay, 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 yeah. C whatever oh, no, oh, difference, difference, on yeah. the show. But for ministers, it's different because that one, it's... Public interest, lah. Right? It's, yeah, it's so you feel you feel ministers are different, but corporate interest is like just pay, lah. Is that yeah, it? yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Because okay. corporate yeah. is very clear; they're trying to sell something. You see, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, they're selling something, and it compromises on your brand mm. as a podcast, as a authentic voice. If you are when you are shilling something for someone, helping to sell some someone sell mm. sell something, of course. Ideally, we feel that the brand is helpful to the audience. Uh, then we work with them. Of course, oh, we work like... There's a lot like, of caveats, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 there has to be. Yeah. Has to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a very grey area. Because, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that we're having this discussion shows that it's not a universal truth like, yeah, either. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. when it comes to ministers, you know, they're, they're, we're talking about things that people are very interested in that uh, we want to make sure that we don't push one agenda on mm, in, in mm, the expense mm. of being able to ask other questions and all that. Yeah, nice, yeah. Nice, and nice. because like for the corporate people who come on, we are very upfront with them that we we don't really prepare questions before and or even if we give some guiding talk, talking points, it would go because we also want to not dilute our brand. Mm. Uh, mm. We have a certain way of uh, approaching things and we also need to 
be fair to our audience. Like, we don't want to just be shilling stuff to them that... Corporate comms never hunker down on you. Uh. No, so that's why it's always a very laborious process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. thankfully, the clients that have come on who have gotten a guest with us, they have been quite open. Yeah, yeah, uh, like, uh, I mean, it's a self-select, right? In yeah, it's self-select. They go on your show for a reason. They come yeah. on my show for a reason, exactly. right? They already select based on yeah. what we usually do. Yeah, right? that's what, yeah. What, what you're describing is a commissioned podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Commissioned yeah. piece, to. Getting like us, we're guests here. Yeah, like we're yeah, just yeah, here, yeah. And, and we're doing editorial here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. We're here for the exposure. Yeah, 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 I mean, we didn't think we were here just for exposure. Yeah, but we found out. We found out. So that now we have established that you know all of you are doing fine, right? Financially okay, mm. right? Like maybe podcasting cannot make you a lot of money, but mm, financially mm. you're okay, right? Yeah. And then we are on a financial podcast, right? So yes. I have to ask you guys like how you manage your money, right? Like, so mm. I just get some, get some things going because sometimes I feel like, you know, the people in the personal finance space, we are like in our own echo chamber, you know? Like, mm. like, mm. like we say, we peddle the same things again and again and then we make it sound like, yeah, it's what it is. Why people don't understand, you know? Mm. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a snob, it's a bit of echo and uh, it gets a bit lame, mm. right? Mm. So I wanted to get you guys in to, to try to like, Understand a little bit like how, how do you do it, right? And and are some of these ideas out there not vibing with you, mm. right? So may, maybe we start, okay, like, like how do you, do you budget now? Right? Maybe start with like the lame things like budget. Do you, okay, not, not saying budgeting is lame. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not why people tune in, right? But, but do you budget? And if you do, like, how do you do it? Mm. I budget, la, but I don't budget like traditionally. You know, like people have you know, like you are bougie on the budget, very like. yeah, bougie they, they on got the a budget. series on their TikTok, rice rice media TikTok, bougie, bougie, on, the bougie on the budget, and then you see this like Gen Z like like mm. down there, like you know that kind yeah. of. <laughs> so one of the best tips from the bougie on the budget thing, right, is uh eat before you come out to a French restaurant. Then you can, <laughs> Yeah. Then you can just enjoy the wine. I think I don't use like apps, you know, like last mm. time people previously there was a period of time where my friends were so enamored with the YNB. You need a budget, YNAB. Ah, YNAB, YNAB. Yeah, yeah, you know, correct, and correct. they're like, oh, oh they, they were using that. Yeah, they were using that. And I felt like when I went on it and it was such so difficult to understand, you know. It's mm. not the easiest thing for a commoner to understand. Uh. So I just budget the way I budget. Like, I make sure that I don't spend more than I earn now. Mm. In fact, for a very long period of time, right, I, I save 80% of my income. Mm. Mm. That's mm. good. But it's like a lot of like, because uh, my lifestyle don't change. I didn't change my lifestyle even after I like have more money, right? Even after I earn more money, like, I don't change my lifestyle. I don't suddenly like grab everywhere mm. or like buy like things or like, suddenly go on like expensive holidays. I don't. I just maintain the same lifestyle but my money increase. Uh, so I don't need to spend so much. Uh. So that's mm. how I budget. In terms of like food, but recently it was, it's been, it's been quite difficult. Uh. Uh, I thought I had reached like this point in my life right where I can comfortably buy $15 dishwashing soap. Mm. Why the hell you want $15 dishwashing soap? I can it's an our natural thing, right? Uh, it's it's any thing. Yeah. Buy from Scoop. From Scoop Wholesale. See, it must be Scoop. Then you must put in then they will fill in for you. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. uh, $15. But do I wash a lot of plates? I don't. Do I cook a lot? I don't. Yeah. So I don't usually like do these kind of things at home. La, you know? mm. so, but yeah, I just buy it because I felt like, you know, I have reached a certain point in my life where I can actually buy $15. So, Mm. Like, uh, but I don't anymore la. so like after because next this year like there's like this impending a recession la, inflation yeah. right so I thought alamak cannot la. so I must go back to my austere budgeting I see. Yeah, and my budgeting is super austere and like, how? like extreme 
So no, so when yeah. you say your budgeting, that means every month you start with an idea of how much you uh, how much you can spend on certain things. So a, a long, long time ago, right? I know how much I will spend in a month, roughly based on like what I eat, what I spend on, what I buy, what I watch, all this, right? Mm. So I don't deviate beyond that. So if say one day I decide, you know what, I'm going to buy a laptop, mm. right? Then then it becomes a one off, right? Uh, like okay. an outlier, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, but yeah. beyond that, right? Uh, I usually don't spend any more than I should. Mm. Yeah, nice. and it, I mean it helps that my house is like a three room flat, right? Mm. So I get a lot of you safe rebates. You mm. safe rebates are the best. Thanks, government. Yeah. <laughs> Ministry of Finance need to sponsor Thank us. You. Thank right? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we can run a series together around yeah. this, right? Yeah. They got the Ministry of Finance stuff. So, so to answer the question, do I budget? Yes, but I don't budget intentionally. Mm. You know, I don't every month. No, and I think that's the best position to be in, right? Like after a, after a period of time when you get clarity on how you spend mm-hmm. and you can consistently get to a position where you you are in a surplus, right? Yeah. Like, like you have more than, you make more than how you spend yeah. and you're very comfortable, you're very chill about it. I think that's the best position to be in, right? Yeah. Not like every day you have to track your budget, like how yeah, much you yeah, spend, yeah. Like all that. Yeah. You know, but has it changed for you guys? Like because you have a kid, yeah. like a young kid, oh. you you bought a house, you know, like yeah. your life yeah. has changed. No, I was going to say, I'm similar to Zach that way. Mm. Like, you know, we we, we kind of know what we spend on. Mm. I need it. I know how much I just need to park for, you know, everything. But, one thing I've learned the last one, two years is that when you have a kid, uh, their needs evolve so dramatically, so quickly. When they start going to school, suddenly there's this like monthly school fees, like, oh shit. And then when Wait, they start- Wait, isn't your kid like- Yeah, he's too, but uh, play group. I mean, because if not, how do you-, you oh, If not, I have to homeschool him and then I'll never oh, be able to do work. Well. So okay, okay. You start, they start young. La. I mean, some people, even infants, there's infant care, already, mm. which they send kids to as infants to be taken care of. And those fees add up, la, you know? And then- once uh once they get a bit older, there's other things like uh whether's the insurance or or you wanna bring them on holiday. Like I brought my kid recently on holiday. Uh you know, so be, brief. Yeah, lower than so brief. below two, I think mm. they pay ten percent of the ticket fare. Mm. After two, it jumps to seventy percent. Oh, is also, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where so, do you go? Japan. I was in Tokyo, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of the, there's a lot. It was basically Singapore there, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> everyone there was Singaporean. Wait, do you buy insurance for your kid before they were he, he was uh, born? Yes. Uh I mean uh, my wife got insurance when she was pregnant. Yeah, okay, yeah basically. Okay, okay. But but it's not it's not very common as I as I understand it. But la. actually yeah. it's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one of the best because, because there's no data point to evaluate whether your kid is like normal yeah, or yeah, not. Right, right. So, that's yeah, true. Yeah, really, gets, really, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah normal. Inverted commas. You know, yeah, you see, yeah. like, cannot chill the rice person. And, 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 very stressed. That wasn't something that, like, our parents did. Like, at least they didn't do it for me. They only got insurance mm-hmm. after I was born. Yeah. Right. Back then, even the whole insurance discussion wasn't really a big thing then. And I think yeah. I got my insurance a bit late. Yeah. Yeah. But just to finish the thought, then... Yeah. Uh, Everything is more expensive for children also. Like you go and see a doctor mm. can be very expensive unless you, you know, you go to polyclinic and all that. But then if you've got a screaming child and everything, you know, you, you can't afford to wait and you just need to go to a private doctor and, and all these things all add up. Lo. And they just change so dramatically for every three months, every six months that you just like, oh fuck, like everything. So what has changed over the past three months? Like, like him going to school, like this past year, you know, he started going to school. Uh, I mean, medical, his medical fees also start to, to go up in terms of like when he goes to see doctor or takes uh, vaccinations and things like that. Lah. Now all this like, um, it, it does throw a huge spanner mm-hmm. in the works when you're having a kid. Lah. You know, eventually if you're plan to or anything, you know, mm. it's, it's just something to, to recall. You like, you can plan all you want, but something will happen and, and it will just mm. throw everything, throw mm. a spanner to everything. Yeah. So then what would be your advice? Like now that you have actually had a kid, 
Wow. Like how much? How much? Don't how much? Have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of uh, assistance you can get. Like mm. remember, there was a COVID grant mm. for COVID babies and all that, mm. la. really? And it, yeah, and just so happened my kid was born like right before the eligibility period. You see, can I bro? Also three thousand dollars just like zoop, like, yeah, get wow. it like that. And I even wrote into MP and everything, and uh-huh. I think. I think uh, in Johnny, I think she brought it up in Parliament, but in the end, they said they can't. Like, they just have to draw a line. Mm. So there are assistance schemes. If you want to use the, just have the basics, make sure everything are taken care of. It's actually affordable. Uh. You feel so? Uh, what is the difference between like the basic no, I mean, and, like, and like, like where, where are you? Let's say you want to go and see a gynecologist. Like you can go to a private gyne or you can go to the government one. Uh, but there, it comes with trade-offs. Uh, like the government one, uh, you got no choice of which gyne. Sometimes you go, different sessions is different Guyanese and all. So there's no continuation and all that, right? But, uh, you know, it's not saying that they're any lousier or what. Like, it's just your level of comfort with with a little bit of uh, uncertainty here and there. If you're really thinking of having a family and all, it's not insurmountable. It's just what you choose to to do as a parent or so. Like, you know, like how much you're willing to, to sacrifice. Because for us, like, we decided, you know, like we want as much as possible to give whatever we can to the kid. Like. So you know, you can choose the cheapest option or you can choose a slightly better option. Then there's always trade-offs. So we, we chose the trade-off in favor of the kid. So yeah, the, the, the advice I would say is don't be dissuaded from having a kid. It's possible, but yeah, just be aware that you the sacrifices you have to make. So yeah. will you get a second kid? Oh, I mean, I would. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, actually, I, actually, I did have a second kid recently, oh, but okay. he passed, unfortunately. Okay. It was a very difficult uh, last few months. Uh, but if, even if you ask me now still, I would say if I had a choice of even ever, ever having kids earlier, I think I would still have kids even earlier if I could have. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just uh, opened up a, a different way of viewing life than, than you've ever experienced. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is a different show, right? We can, we can talk about show. that. Yeah, that's, yeah, a whole, yeah. that's a whole long discussion. long discussion. Very long discussion. So yeah, that's why I try to, I try to make sure that yeah, la, don't, dissuade people from having kids because yeah, yeah. it's not it's not for everyone but for it can be very good for a lot of people yeah, so yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and then the the, the the mystery is out right there was a period of time you guys were not posting yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I DM you I was yeah, like yeah, hey Harish yeah, my turn why are you not posting yeah. close already yeah, yeah. Right, how then, long how long was that quite a while like, like a my, my listeners were texting me hey can you ask the yellow part guys why they're not <laughs> posting oh, yeah, yeah, it was a yeah, month yeah. it was a month at that point I was like so many things going on in my life you should you should not you just take time off yeah yeah you should you should. I think that's where the beauty of it as well. We talked about the listeners, right? They're very understanding yeah. that we're human beings also yeah. and that we have, when things happen to us, we need time to react to it. Yeah, yeah. it's an algorithm that is not understanding. It's the algorithm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but still, not as, not as tiala as YouTube. Like. YouTube yeah. is literally the video like- video algorithm is horrible. YouTube is like, if you miss one Friday, oh shit, you get punished for that. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. And I mean, even when Terrence shared about um, the whole experience on our podcast, the listeners were very, very compassionate. Mm. Um, mm. And that's something that we felt so oh, that's really something special about the podcast space and the listeners and the stickiness and the loyalty because yeah. they almost they listen to you I mean they listen to you they probably know you a lot they almost feel like your sometimes friend sometimes I feel like they know me more than I know myself yeah, you know because when you do, speak yeah. you go into this like transient like high like yeah. and then at the end it's like what did I just say yeah. I remember but yeah. they remember well, I think they know me better than my some of my own family members or friends and all yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about you? Like, how do you manage your finances? Uh, for me, I think as of a few years ago, probably COVID was when like, I mean, we did have that very tough period. Mm. Then um, it it's was still going on, right? Like this tough period. The, the liquidation. Yeah. I mean, that in and of itself, yeah, it's still going on. It's still a shit show. We are going to 
get the story out to the world sometime in the coming months. Uh, but we have moved on from that line. Our mm-hmm. business has bounced back. But that period in time, already the few years prior to that, I was starting to look more at my finances and trying to be more cognizant, but nothing too specific. Then with COVID, then I started, okay, like, like documenting how much I'm spending here, how much I'm spending there. Then last year, start of the year, I moved in with my now wife. So a year and a half before that. So 2021, we moved in and that's when we're like, okay, we really need to look at our expenses. So now we have a practice that we do uh, every month, we consolidate all our expenses and we put it in different buckets. So then we know how much we spend each month and then we try and budget for the next month. Of course, the second half of last year, everything got thrown off because of the wedding. Uh, we still try to be economical about it, but now we are getting back on track with that. La. But as much as we do that, right, we track our expenses. The thing that always I'm like, oh shit, what do I do next? You always, you know, grow your money, you know, hey, invest, yeah. you invest there. And I've tried, um, you know, all this dollar cost averaging, you know, but sometimes like, there's like paralysis by analysis, man. I don't even know where to f- to start. And I'm like, okay, like even I downloaded that, why, you know, NBA, you need, but, and same thing, I log in, I was like, this needs a course on how to yes, use this. La. Yes. It's, it's not that easy. It's not intuitive. Yeah. yeah, it's not intuitive. And, and it, of course, if you make something that's so simple, you, sometimes you do need to get granular. Yeah, like, simplistic, mm. yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm still trying to figure out, okay, now that we know how much we spend, how much we save, what else can we do? La? And, mm. and you don't want to just jump into crypto. You don't want to just jump into like those kind of retail trading apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to put it with like one of those robo-advisories? So... It's still something I'm figuring out uh, because at the same time, yeah, now we, uh, at some point, I would like to have build a family or so. Then you think about the cost of that, oh, f- um, And then if you want to like, you know, upgrade uh, where you're living, everything starts to feel very scary. Mm. And while our business is growing, we are super optimistic, super bullish. There's still a lot of things that are floating, you know? Mm. Yeah, and that's that's the I guess the inherent risk of doing your own thing, running your own business. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, okay. You yeah. can listen to our podcast more. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That means you everything you preach on this podcast or you get from speakers, you practice in your daily life. La. There's an app. Not there's everything. A day of the not month. everything. Not everything. No. Right? Like like let's say budgeting, right? Yeah, yeah. I no longer budget. Oh, you no longer budget. Yeah, because I got to the same position with you guys, right? Yeah, where yeah, I yeah. have a very good idea of like where my money goes mm. to, right? Such that I don't need to actively budget. What I preach is, you know, if you enter a new phase of life, you should try to do the whole budgeting thing yeah. for three One, months. Yeah. And then get some sort of Yes, phase, get some yeah. sort of like clarity on like, okay, so what's happening? Because like if you end like you have kids, right? Or you buy a house, you know, and when you enter that new space, because this is tiring, it's an extra process yeah. in your life, right? Mm. You cannot be doing every day, lah, right? other than like the matching and the auntie, right? They're amazing, right? Like, like mm. this is internal into their culture yep. you know but if if we're like working individuals we're trying to do the grind eh, still need to do budgeting so, so then do you automate a bunch of stuff yes I do like yeah, what sort of stuff do you automate? You automate your transactions, uh, like your bill payment, your, bill you know, payment. Yeah, your, your income, how you split to different bank accounts. Those things are easy to automate. Yeah. Yeah. And you should, because the things that I'm not sure whether you want to automate is like your DCA, you know, your investing. Because, okay, those even things, sp- right? So things, those things get a bit like more. Even splitting into the different bank accounts, I'm assuming because, you know, certain ones have certain save, better savings yeah. rate and certain days and all. But even that, it's like, what, what was your process? Was it a gradual evolution? Like, okay, first you did this and then you did this you did this because if you're starting without having done that before it's like oh shit yeah where to start no and and the thing is right in the financial space it's an arms race 
Right? Uh-huh. So once a company comes up with one product, another company knows that there is traction, yeah, they will come yeah. up with something similar. So they will mm. match the interest rates or they will match the features. Right? So however I started and where it is now, it's, it evolves. So yeah. periodically, I also have to go in and say, oh, there's a new product here that looks a bit better. Yeah. You know, I may not be the first one to adopt because I already have a product that I'm using. Yeah. You know, but as, as, as it kind of moves along, it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe... It's quite cool, lah. Let's jump. Yeah. Right. So, so, so yeah. all this, all this, when, all these little hacks, right? Mm, That's mm. It. How do you keep track of it? It gets complicated. Actually, so much yeah, info. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wait. Do you know that CPF, like when you put money into CPF, is not taxable? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, when yeah, you yeah. put money into SRS, when you yeah. take the money out, it is considered as part of your income. So like when you are like 60, I can't remember oh, what's the, yeah, out, then yeah. you start taking out, right? You have a 10 year bracket to take out the money. Mm. Every time you take out the money, it constitutes as your income. So if let's say every year you take out 50,000, mm. you immediately hit the 50,000 tax bracket. Oh, then you, you know? have to be mm. tax. Exactly. So you see, must strategize your exit. See all these things, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you are here. <laughs> yeah. You wow. must strategize your exit because if let's say you you put a lot in SRS, right? Yeah. At the end of the period, you have like half a million, 500,000 mm. in your SRS, right? Great on you. But your exit needs to be strategic also. Must be timed. Know? Must be yeah. timed because if you don't take, you have 10 years bracket to exit SRS. Yeah. Okay. And in the first nine years, you don't take anything. By the 10th year, you take out one time, good one, half a million. You hit the highest bracket, right? Mm, or like mm, one mm. of the highest bracket in yeah. income tax. Mm. You actually pay a lot in tax, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's constituted into your income. Yeah. Right, which is why you must be a bit more strategic when it comes to this, right? It's must- part of the financial coconut strategy to build a fund where you manage people's money. Like anytime you invite a guest, you're like, oh, would you like me to No, no, that to- one is a different ball game. Right? That one's a different <laughs> ball game. It's a very different ball game. Is, is your ideal demographic then uh the kind of person that basically, you know, has a salary, is a salary worker, mm. never gonna be, you know, like uh blow up in Jeff yeah. Bezos and yeah. or whatever yeah. one day. And so they, they just need to smartly manage the money yeah. as their career goes and they yeah. go. Yeah. Uh so you're not you're not you would say you would you're not really like trying to motivate the, no, the you I'm know not, the hungry entrepreneur yeah, to yeah, make yeah, a no, no. ten times or twenty no, times no, exit no, no, and all no, that. No. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not trying to motivate people to do that. I, it, if there was one word that would anchor the financial coconut, right, is financial well-being. Mm, that's right? two words. Yeah. <laughs> three. Three. three, 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 three. three. With the hyphen is two words. Okay, let's go we for it. No one pointed that out to you, is it, No, no, no. I just, I just coined it recently, right? Okay, because it's a new word that's picked up traction. You know, these kind of things, right, you need to, yeah, financial well-being, right? It's a, in other words, it's really just about finding peace with your finances and be a little bit smarter with yeah. it. But at the same time, live your life, live a life that you love. Yeah. And to me, that's the anchor. The, through the crypto craze and all that, you weren't like I wasn't, I wasn't talking about crypto. Oh, were, I wasn't yeah. doing and, Until mm-hmm. I you guys talked to me and I was like, yeah, okay, maybe it's time for me to to learn a little bit more about it. And what because, a good time. Yeah, what a good time. Mm, yes, yeah. yes. Right what the crashes. Oh, so much cover But rate, do you right? ever get friends or relatives who know you're doing a financial podcast like, hey, Reggie, how are like, what, what's All the what, time. Uh, I so, tell you, time, bef- what you, tell them, what you time tell before I did uh, TFC, right? People uh, think I hobo, you know? Like mm. I do nothing, hobo, like just like backpacking, do your own thing, right? Uh, and then like, after I, I do like this thing, and people know, and then I receive like random texts. Hey, what do you think of this stock? I was like, sorry, I don't do, I don't do this kind of thing. Like, mm. because I got no upside or downside. Mm. Right? It's like if you make money, what are you gonna do, right? If you lose money, then it's like all oh, my problem. Like, mm. Why should I? Why should I give you any? So then how you done target that? Uh, how you how you say exactly no? what I said? Which is what? That was the exact thing that I said. Sorry, there's no upside for me. I'm not going to give you any advice. Oh, so you literally tell them that? Yeah, yeah. Like and an uncle or something. Yeah, and if you love it, please consume the podcast. Oh. So how are you so special? Why must I give you like personal one-to-one advice? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no, the thing is, I recorded like 
hundreds of episodes, you know, like at this point in time, we have like what, three, four hundred episodes for different facets of finance. Right? You can search, you know, like it's not that difficult. Mm. Right? And if there's something you want to learn, please go and search. So you send them a link to your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when people ask me something, it's like, you consume this first, after uh, that, then we talk. I see. I see. Yeah, because, because I already recorded it, right? Mm. Then, then, no, why not just listen first, lah, right? Mm. And because mm. lazy. Exactly. Then don't ask me. That means you are not at the level that I want to engage yes. you at. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Tomorrow I'm gonna message Reggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh? Yeah, I will every send day. you a link. Almost everything <laughs> I have an answer for. Almost <laughs> every big and small topic in personal finance, we uh. have done some sort of coverage. Mm. Right. And if if there isn't, we will do it. Mm. Right. So so we we are kind of like building that web, right? And our and our community is like super amazing with this because they will ask us all sorts of questions. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. we'll be like, eh, there's no episode to send them, huh? mm. Okay, this is a problem. Oh, we gotta, so is your crowdsourcing topics, like. Yeah, it is. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's so important, right? Like, yeah. like in terms of like content creation and just really feeding the audience what they need and mm. and all these concerns, right? Big mm. and small. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. so, so I mean then uh, but you never actually answered that question about podcasting mm. how like what how is it for you in terms of like the the income side of things and all that like, right so I would say we are one of the lucky people that actually mm. make decent income from this mm. you know like like I think last year we did we did quite okay lah yeah. right mm. right yeah so uh, blessed be the fruit yeah mm. hashtag mm. blessed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hashtag blessed mm. yeah so it's uh, it's the same with uh, commission sponsored episodes sure. which our audience will know and some of my audience they say hey when you do sponsored episode right you're very square yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I got feedback oh. like that right so it's like you're very square when, when you do sponsored episodes like, I mm. get it right like mm. it's not I don't want you know sure, but, sure. No, but kudos to you man mm. because like the space is super exciting but like the brands, not everyone gets podcasts yet. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I think because we are super narrow, right? Mm. We are super narrow and we speak to an audience that is like very specific. Mm. If you think about it from a brand perspective, if they want to advertise, they want to run a campaign and they do print, they do video and they want to do audio, right? If they do print, then maybe they'll work with you guys mm. and then they'll work mm. like straight times buy a package or something, right? Yeah. Something like mm. that. If they yeah. want to do video, then they'll work with some of the video influencers or, or something, right? But when yeah. they want to do audio, where they go? It's either podcast or radio, right? Yeah. I can dare say that I got more traction on podcasting than the radio itself, right? So because of that narrowness, we, we, we have something going, but also because of the narrowness, we are struggling to go further. How much of, thing, of that do you attribute to it being you're in the finance industry? Like, yes. right? and My CPM day, is the highest, right? Yeah. Like, at the yeah. end of the day, like, like, to me, the finance industry, I think an analogy that I think Harish told me for, which I think is very true, finance industry, you know, is a lot of big players sitting at the table. They're breaking bread. They're breaking mm. bread, passing around, spreading around. There's a lot of crumbs that drop. And if you just sweep up those crumbs, yeah, yeah. you're rich. You're yeah. rich by oh, okay. any standard. Already, like. I, I wanted to say that was us until he was like, you're rich. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying the place like banks. But we scrape the crumbs. When banks, banks move money around, they break the bread, they pass it. Yeah, it's the hedge funds. When you grab those those crumbs, it's a lot of crumbs. Whereas other industries, let's say like, you know, let's say we're doing what kind of, I mean, like us, like just generally. Politics got no money. Politics, yeah, politics. Yeah. Politics in Singapore got no money. And like, I mean, yeah. when we talk, I talk about, to Wale, I ask, "Can you do this if if there's no money?" Me say, "I I can because I'm a professor." Yeah, mm. know, that's his job. I, yeah. I make money yeah, as a exactly, professor, not exactly. because yeah. not because I make money out of this thing. But yeah. just to further that point, then does it mean that if you try to go into other industries per se, there won't be those big players breaking? Yeah, there's no money to be made. There's less money to be made. My CPM is the highest, and that's the only reason why I can survive because relative to other medium, our attraction is not as big. Mm, you know mm, like you pay mm. you pay the YouTubers they get more 
downloads than us. You, you know, do like, porn, yeah, I think that is a lot of money also. They really have coconut media, right? Like, oh, people thought we were part of the group. I'm not. Coconut media is a porn group. It's a group, yeah. It's not a porn group. Okay, we move on. We move on from the topic. He's going to interject the show, right? Interject the show. Okay, okay. Stay tuned all the way after these quick notes for our personal money question segment. Before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials, and check out thefinancialcoconut.com.